0: You're listening to the Project Purpose Podcast, the show where I interview my friends and discover what it means to live a passion-filled and purposeful life. I'm your host, Mitch Beard, and I can't wait to share this incredible journey with you. If you like what you hear, make sure to check out our YouTube channel where you can catch the latest videos with all of these incredible people. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode of the Project Purpose Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Project Purpose. Today I am here with Leah Wielick um, and we are very excited to talk about some of her really exciting passions.
1: Um, so today I'm going to talk a little bit about a couple of my passions. Um, the first one being a cancer camp that I volunteer at every summer. It's for kids with cancer and their families and it's located on Raft Island and it's called Camp Agape Northwest. And then the second Passion that I'm gonna talk to you about today is marketing and that's what I'm majoring in and what I'm pursuing as a degree.
0: You already kind of talked a little bit about your passions um, as of right now, but um, we also went to high school together um, and that's kind of how we met before that. We actually met through our piano lessons and recitals and stuff like that. Um, So I guess one of the questions that I have on here right now is, so what are some of your passions you kind of had in high school um, and where are they now and like how have they stayed with you throughout college and kind of what have you done in terms of pursuing or keeping some of those passions that are maybe hobbies now
1: yeah so um, when I was in high school like you said I was really into music and I've played piano again like you addressed and I still do play piano it's not what I'm majoring in or it's not as big part of my life as it used to be but it's still always there Um, it's also something I think that's really nice just to always have like you can always sit down and play or learn something to play or pick it up where you left off it's something you never really forget once you learn Um, and I also use it as kind of a stress reliever thing, I think. It's really nice to just, if you're really overwhelmed, just sit there and kind of forget about everything that's going on. And I don't really sing anymore. I haven't done choir since I left high school, but it's always something I love to do, again, like sing in the car, sing in the shower, you know, anything like that. Um, So, yeah, I think music will always be a big part of my life. It will never probably be the center of my life, but I think it's always there and always something that I'll have a passion for.
0: So, currently, you're at... Western Washington University, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And you're studying marketing. So, was that something that you expected you were gonna study, or was there like any sort of shift into that? Do you wanna tell us a little bit about um, how you chose that specific emphasis?
1: So, when I was in high school, uh, I started volunteering at the camp that I told you about earlier, Camp Acapé Northwest. And then, through that camp, I met tons of different people. Um, And so my senior year of high school, I, uh, one of my friends the year before had started a nonprofit down in Florida where she lives called Crossout Cancer. So it was a way for high school students on the cross country team to kind of come together and raise money and awareness of childhood cancer. And so then my senior year that was brought up to Seattle and I had the opportunity to be on the board of that organization. And so together we planned from December to May a 5K that was around Magnuson Park in Seattle. And we raised $20,000 doing that run and putting it all together. And we raised that money for Seattle Children's Hospital and our uncompensated care fund that we have there. And so I kind of always knew I wanted to be a business major, but I never knew what kind of business major. I just knew that a lot of my cousins and family members had business degrees, and it was probably a good path to take, a uh, very employable path to take. So well, as I was going through the organization, I kind of realized that a lot of the things that I was doing, calling people, asking for donations, uh, was all parts of marketing. Uh, so when I went to college, I kind of had in mind, oh, I think marketing would be cool, but I never knew everything that marketing encompassed because it's such a broad field and there's so many things you can do in it that I didn't even realize when I first started. It was definitely the right path to take because I realized that there are so many more opportunities in it than I once thought.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been kind of fascinated with, with marketing for a long time. I've always kind of wanted to get into it. Um, I thought that I would maybe get a minor um, mm-hmm. if I had time. <laughs> Unfortunately, musical theater majors don't have a ton of time yeah. in their schedule. Um,
1: There's so much in marketing. Like a lot of it is sales, especially for musical theater people like yourself. I think marketing is really important because you're not only learning to market for a business, but you're learning to market for yourself. And so having to sell yourself, especially to a director or somebody that may be employing you, I think is really important. And I think marketing can give you those skills.
0: Because there was one time I was in a business... Oh, I can't talk. A business ethics class. Mm -hmm. Um, I was shadowing at Gonzaga, actually. It was really interesting. They kind of talked about different ads and the things that were maybe ethically problematic. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was really, really interesting to shadow and to to see, because they talked about like Tide Pods, if there's like marketing problems in terms of how colorful they are. And it's Mm -hmm. like, are we encouraging people to eat these because they look like candy?
1: A lot of people don't trust marketers because they think they're always trying to sell things to them. But I've recently been really interested in, especially with the things that have been going on most recently, just like ethical marketing and making a difference in your marketing. So like what you were talking about with the Tide Pods, like making sure that they're marketed correctly towards its consumers, not to look like candy or not to eat them. Like, yes, everyone should probably know not to eat them, but again, some people, I guess, don't. So yeah. I think making sure that those messages really come across strong and making sure that your marketing is unbiased, I think, is really important too.
0: So you're currently doing some really cool work with this organization. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about like what your job is and how you... You talked a little bit about already how you found it and how you work. I guess invited to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, so Camp Agape Northwest is, um, it used to be run by the Greek Orthodox churches um, in the Seattle area, and there are four of them, and now it's its own 501c3 nonprofit. Um, but it's still kind of overseen by those churches. What I do right now is a lot of their marketing and communications. I post all of the things that we have on social media. Um, I stay in communication with people that have questions. I search and seek out um, different quotes from people, different things we might need for our website. I've worked a little bit on web design for them, for a new website we might have coming out pretty soon. Um, yeah, it's all really cool stuff. I think. It's really helped me learn a lot of what marketing is. I've taken many different marketing classes at Western, but this kind of has allowed me to do a lot of those different things in the real world. So like I've worked a little bit with branding. I've worked a little bit with the digital side. I've worked um, just in multiple different areas. And I think it shows a lot about what I can do and what there is to do in marketing. And I think that... The camp itself has a lot to market because childhood cancer is pretty rare, but once you're in the community, it doesn't seem very rare once you know the families and once you have connected with so many of them. And at camp, there's 12 to 15 new families every time or something like that. So it's just a good way for you to be able to show people what's out there and show that they're our kids that get cancer and there are other ways to support them and the families that need help
0: but something interesting when we were kind of talking before in one of the texts you sent me Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned how we can use marketing to make a difference Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what your experience with that has been
1: I've learned most recently that Marketers, I believe, hold a lot of power. I can know every single thing about you, uh, about your preferences, about what pages you visit on a website, where you found that website, but I don't need to know your name. Um, I just know you as some number in an analytics report. So I think that knowing all of this about a person and having all that information about people's preferences and what they like, what they don't like, I think as a marketer, you can use that information to do good. I think you can... Make sure that people are seeing the benefits to um, specific things. I think you can make sure that you're not leading them in the wrong direction. I think you can also make sure that they understand when they click on something, what they're clicking. For example, cookies. Like when you are on a website and it says this uses Mm -hmm. cookies. Well, that's telling you that you're being tracked. But does everybody know that that's what that means? Like when you click, I accept. I don't think everybody knows, and I think that it's our job as marketers to make sure that everybody understands what they're doing and why they might see something that they've seen again or why they have come across this page multiple times. I think also in recent events with every all the social movements that have been going on, it's really important to use marketing to, under, like, to show people why these are important. Um, and I'm honestly not the hugest fan of social media. I mean, I love social media don't get me wrong. But it's also not my favorite platform because I think social media is so biased because you're seeing everything that's in your feed and you're not necessarily seeing a broad picture. You're just seeing who you follow or who your friends follow. Social media also can do a lot of good because it can teach us about things that we didn't know before or If you're willing to sit there and read it or take a look at it, it can teach you a lot of things that have been going on or that you didn't understand, or I most recently have been stopping on some of my friends' posts and reading a little bit more about the things that they've been posting about and the problems that have been going on, and I think I've actually learned a lot. Even though it's not my favorite way to use social media, other people really find their voices on social media. So I think that's a way to use marketing to do good, is to teach people about the current situations, teaching them very objectively, I think, I would be what I'd hope, is that people would have an objective opinion or objective view. And I think that consumers have also been pushing for that. You can see a lot of businesses have been putting social changes in place, or saying that they're, they stand in on one political spectrum or another. I think that with marketing you hold a lot of power to be able to change and to be able to do good for other people.
0: I don't think I've ever thought of marketing necessarily in that way, and how much information that marketers are given and how much they see, and I think that's really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so... Um, We are coming to the end of our time together. And as is tradition now, I'm starting a new tradition. Um, We are going to play a game. So today we have a little fun older game called uh, Trivial Pursuit. So I am very interested to see how old these questions are. Especially the ones where it's supposed to be like, current events or something. Modern, yeah. Yeah, modern. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what those are. What do Tyrone, Antrim, Down, Londonderry, Firmingling, and Arming make up? That's question one. <laughs> this is geography, I think.
1: Geography? Wait, can you repeat the question? <laughs> is it like...
0: Northern Island.
1: Oh, are they all places? Uh-huh. Oh, it was geography. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who composed *An American in Paris*?
1: Oh, I should know this.
0: Richard Kirschman.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Who discovered Victoria Falls?
1: Victoria Falls reminds me of like where the old man in *Up* is trying to take his house.
0: <laughs> what is that? What is it? Um,
1: you must have gotten a harder stack.
0: I think so. <laughs> Yeah, you you definitely got the easier... I I got the easier questions. You get all the weird ones. You know,
1: after we know the answers, things make so much sense. It makes
0: so much more sense.
1: (laughs) What happened to the Archbishop of Krakow in 1978?
0: He was assassinated. He became Pope John Paul II.
1: Oh. (laughs) How many eyes does an earthworm have?
0: None. Good job. Wait, really? (laughs) I was like, this is a trick question.
1: (laughs) I mean, I've never seen eyes on an earthworm, so I'd assume they don't have it. You never know.
0: Yeah. This has been another episode of Project Purpose. Thank you
1: so much, Mitch, for having me. I thought this was really fun. And I think your podcast is super cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in this week. We enjoyed having you. Join us next week for another episode of Project Purpose.